Hi, this is Daniel Williams, host of the MGMA Insights Podcast. I want to share an exciting offering from MGMA, the Transformative Healthcare Delivery Certificate Program. It's an in-depth online learning experience December 6th through the 7th that provides healthcare leaders with the mastery of accountable care organizations, clinically integrated networks, commercial value-based care programs, and CMS's value-based care programs, including MIPS and APMs. So go to mgma.com events to attend this certificate program December 6th and 7th. And now, on to our podcast. From the MGMA in-home studios, welcome to the Insights Podcast. I'm Daniel Williams. Don't be afraid to step up and volunteer, whether it's legislative liaison, secretary, membership chair, anything that MGMA has to offer because the value you get from the friendships, the the friendship, that's the one thing that... So humbling to me is because I couldn't be, I wouldn't be where I was today without all those friendships. That's Misty Hickman, Chief Informatics Officer of Galen Medical, talking about her work as an MGMA legislative liaison. We'll hear more from Misty in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Zoll Data Systems AR Optimization Solutions for Healthcare. The Zoll AR Boost Solution Suite increases revenue from payers and patients in compliance with the No Surprises Act while reducing front-end workload and freeing up staff for higher value activities. Visit zolldata.com slash ARBoost to learn how you can ensure no payments are left on the table. Are you looking to strengthen your medical practice by boosting practice profitability and streamlining communications with payers and patients? Veridom PayerPath is an end-to-end revenue cycle management suite of solutions. Veridom PayerPath integrated solutions are practice management agnostic interfacing seamlessly with all major PM systems. A truly innovative claims management platform, PayerPath delivers higher than a 98% first pass clean claims rate and reaches a network of over 3,100 payers. For more information, go to veridime.com. Our guest today is Misty Hickman, Chief Informatics Officer of Galen Medical. Misty is this year's recipient of the MGMA Legislative Liaison of the Year Award. Well, Misty, thanks so much for joining us on the MGMA Insights Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So I want to go over a couple of things with you. So you are the Chief Informatics Officer Galen Medical. Uh, Give our audience an idea of the size and scope of that practice. We are a multi-specialty practice. As of today, we have 154 providers. And as of next week, it could be 160. We're growing 
in leaps and bounds daily. Um, our market in Chattanooga is greatly changing. And we have a lot of hospital practices that are getting out of the employee physician business. So we have taken on some primary care practices. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's great. That's great news for the industry too, to hear that you guys are growing and uh, doing well there in that Chattanooga area. So does y'all's geographical footprint, is it beyond Chattanooga as well? Like where all do you reach to, or is it strictly in the... We are unique. We're next to three bordering states, so North Carolina, Georgia, Alabama. So we have practices in both Georgia and Tennessee, but we actually get tri-city volume from uh, the different states. Okay. Well, that's beautiful country where you are practicing. I spent many summers at summer camp up on Lookout Mountain there near Chattanooga. So, uh, that's a, I love that area and have fond memories from my childhood. So it's really cool. We're just the, the trees, the, the leaves, the colors, you know, and the fact that you could be on the lake in 15 minutes, you could be in the mountains within 20 or 30. I mean, you could be to the beach in six. It, it's a good location. That is great. Well, thank you for sharing all that. So let's dig into what your primary role is there. What are you focused on? What are you working on there at Galen? Believe it or not. Well, the, the chief role is actually a week and a half old. So I, just, I was just promoted to the chief informatics officer a week and a half ago. But my primary focus is analytics and reporting. So they brought me in because my background, believe it or not, is uh, I have a degree in management information systems, but went down the road of a practice manager for 17 years. And he goes, you could tell them exactly what I need to know what to pull. And I don't have to go back and forth with, with uh, data people. And so I can just, I just have this unique eye of going, pull it this way for the boss, lay it out this way, and and um, we need to focus on these things, or let's look at this population, different things. And But, you know, I have contracting, networking, and a bunch of other little things that I do with. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of things today, but I can't leave this unasked. Uh, okay. What's your secret sauce there with data analysis? Because... I know you've heard this before in healthcare. We've got enough data out there. The data's there. Right. It's the analysis of it and, and being able to pinpoint the data points that matter. How do you do that? You know, that's a good question. I think a lot of the, lot of the problem is, is we don't have the time to focus and pinpoint on what we need. And we're too, we're too busy going, hey, wait a minute, RCM needs help over here. Wait a minute, this practice over here is failing. What do we need to do? And you don't have the time to stop and look at the overall picture. And I think that's probably where we fall short. I mean, this, there is a lot of data, but let's get to the foundation. Like we're working on building Tableau or BI. These dashboards that even the managers can quickly look and assess and go, hey, wait a minute, this number's down, why? And then it has the tools right there at their fingertips that they can quickly look and go, oh, it's this account, or this doctor's not, meeting their measures. So I think if you can get the foundation correct, then you can start solely focusing on um, the, the population demographics and, and different different analytics. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Now I want to get to something really important here that not only do you have this, this increased role at Galen Medical and congratulations for that uh, promotion there, um, but you also are the most recent recipient of the MGMA Legislative 
liaison of the year award. You received that award in Boston at MGMA's Leaders Conference a couple of weeks ago. Congratulations on receiving that honor. That's awesome. Uh, yes, thank you. And I kind of have to accept it on behalf of, you know, the Tennessee MGMA and everyone that's went before me, because if they hadn't laid the groundwork, then I couldn't have stepped in and done, you know, what I do, which I just think is just normal everyday life. But and they laid the foundation for me and I just kept going. Okay, well, you're too humble, but thank you for sharing the honor with others as well. So let's just drill down a little bit for our listeners. We're going to take a pretty deep dive into this legislative liaison role. First, just define it for us. Just explain what that is, what it means. So I represent the state of Tennessee for anything legislative. So I serve, we have the Tennessee Medical Association that is a lobbyist company that works in, for our doctors and physicians. And so I serve on their legislative committee as the TNGMA representative. And we produce bi-monthly articles that give legislative updates, not only at the state level, but at the national level. And then I also have a legislative committee that is comprised of every chapter's, each chapter in the state of Tennessee has a representative. And so we'll meet during active session and go and kind of go, okay, look, we need to watch this bill or, hey, we need to have a call to action call your legislators, be aware of this, you know, and try to work together to better health care and legislation that affects us. Okay. It was a little, yeah. For sure. So to be a legislative liaison, what's the process? How do you, how do you become part of that, you know, with MGMA? I mean, I think people need to get out, I'm not saying get out of their comfort zone, but don't be afraid to step up and volunteer, whether it's legislative liaison, secretary, membership chair, anything that MGMA has to offer, because the value you get from the friendships, the I mean, the friendships, I, that's the one thing that okay. so humbling to me is because I couldn't be, I wouldn't be where I was to, am today without all those friendships, but just serve. If you, if you don't know, I didn't know a lot about legislative, but I've, I've learned through the process, but just take that step, mm-hmm. volunteer. How did it happen then? Were you a member of the Tennessee MGMA group organization, and then you you saw a volunteer opportunity once you were there, or how did that come about? So I started the local chapter. Okay. So I, I served different positions at the local level, and then my mentor, come up to me and says, hey, you know, you need to think about serving at the state level. So I put in my application. They said, hey, we have this position available. Would you be willing? And I was like, okay. And just through connections. But they're all, I mean, we're always looking for people that are able to serve local, state, and I'm pretty sure nationally is. So anybody should be able to reach out and find an avenue in which they could help. Okay. What's the time commitment? Um, for me, it's a little different. It's more time in probably February through April, because that's our active state session. And then like they're just now going into session again. So a few months. So we're um, once a month would have calls and then would send emails to update. And then as far as my commitment to serving on the legislative committee for TMA, it was weekly phone calls and they would go through every bill 
every possible way of fighting the bill or how we support, should support it or fight it. So, I mean, it's not a huge commitment. And writing, I mean, it's a blink of an eye compared to your daily life as an office manager. Well, <laughs> that's give us the sales pitch then, because we hear how overburdened and burned out and stressed out uh, people in healthcare are. So, where do you find that balance where you can slot in additional time uh, to work as a legislative liaison as well as your daily job? I just see I'm sliding it in. To me, it's it's not, it gets me out of my silo. Mm-hmm. So I, I get to talk to my friends and my peers and it actually takes away from the everyday monotony of working in a medical practice. So I kind of see it as a benefit because it, it takes my focus away. So I think you just have to, we always have to build in time for ourselves. And that's what we're terrible at because we're always wanting to serve others. So I mean, it's 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And mm-hmm. it's not every day, but be two or three days a month. You spend an hour working on it. Okay. So kind of carve it out, but it's really time for yourself. Yeah. I love that that gives you that variety and gives you some gets you out of that silo, as you said. I just want to go over it one more time for people who may be interested. What is the what are the different hats you're wearing then as a legislative liaison? Is it calling representatives? Is it is it the letter writing? I mean, give us a little bit of an idea of what that hour that you plug in. What does that hour look like? What are you doing? A lot of it is I read a lot of the MGMA national stuff that comes down from the legislature. They help. They're great. So you might think, oh, I have to invent this wheel. No, you don't, because they're all the time publishing things, telling you, OK, this is what's coming down the pike. This is how you can support it. Here are some talking tips. So you already have a lot of the work done for you. You're just reading and then passing it along to the state or the local chapters. And so it's more just talking and typing up some quick emails and getting them out. Now, as far as the legislators go, I, you know, like we have Doctor's Day, and then there's some projects that I've worked on. Through it's, we have a lot of episodes of care things where I've gotten to know a couple of the legislators. But just to get to know them, you notice they're everyday people, and a lot of them have no idea what happens in healthcare. And that's the big thing to stress: is these people don't understand our world. And they're making decisions based on how they got treated at Dr. X down the street. So it's just it's just that relationship. It's building those. So it's more building relationships and passing along the information you learn through MGMA. Okay, you threw out a term I wasn't familiar with Doctor's Day. What is that? (laughs) So Tennessee has what they call Doctor's Day on the Hill. And once a year, they invite medical professionals to come up get to meet each of the legislators, go through, and you know, we get specific time to go through all of our concerns, And but you build that relationship. You get to sit in the senator's office and just have a conversation about, hey, you know, this is what we do in the medical world. This is what this, is what this bill is going to impact, how this is going to impact our daily lives, not only our, but our lives, our staff's lives, and medical care. And you'll find most of them go, Huh, I had no idea. And they don't see this side of it. They just make decisions based on what they hear from their friends. And so you learn. So Dr. Day is a great app. 
it's great because it allows us to have a voice. Okay. Is that day on the hill, is that in DC or is it in the state capitol in Tennessee? That, that's state. Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about one of our last things we want to talk about here is the initiatives and the bills that you've been working on. You kept mentioning that you work with the government affairs team at MGMA. You help uh, disperse that information. But what are those bills that are top of mind to you right now? The, the biggest one is the Medicare cuts that we're facing at the beginning of the year. We have extended an, um, well, Galen has extended an offer to Senator Blackburn and Haggerty and then um, Representative Chuck Fleischman to come in. And we're actually having talks with them on Thursday to just to show them what this in, what impact they're about to have on the medical industry. We gotta be able to keep the doors open. 10% cuts gonna kill everyone. But, and then when they're here, we're gonna say, okay, now what can we do? Like one of my thing is, is how do you get like our TMGMA, the Tennessee, people in front of them. You, you can't have everybody from the state come in for an hour. And Zoom calls are kind of, you can't really see the breadth of how many people are trying to say, look, this is going to impact us. So we're going to have a conversation with them on, and we have a Tennessee chapter that wants to show you their, their concern. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's one of the things we're currently working on. And then Tennessee's just got, is really getting going. We're actually setting our legislative agenda, but the, the one thing I hear from national to state is power authorization, that we really need to work to clean that up. And it's how do you work with the insurance companies to get that to happen? So we have started in Tennessee an initiative where we're starting insurance committees. So Blue Cross Blue Shield is one of our pilot programs. So we have a committee that meets once a month and then bi-monthly, we meet with Blue Cross Blue Shield and bring them our concerns as far as the medical practice goes. And they sit down and we're trying to work through and see if we can make improvements with the, with the payers directly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know I'm all up. No, that's, <laughs> hey, you're talking about Congress here. So you never have to think it's not all over the place. That's kind of when we have this bird's eye view, you know, here from just the layman, um, that's exactly what it seems like. It's it's a lot and it's chaos and we're going, please, please help us. So thank you for all the work you and all the other uh, legislative liaisons are doing out there for medical practices. That is awesome. Um, I do have a final thought. You touched on this earlier, but how has being a legislative liaison helped you in your work as a practice leader? I think it, well, I mentioned the silos, it gets mm -hmm. you out of the silo. It gets you where you're not afraid to speak on behalf of someone. And it helps you to build those relationships, to build the networking, because we can't solve every problem by ourselves. And there are people out there that have already invented the wheel and done the work and they just need support as well to, to push things along or help to benefit the medical community. But you gotta have, you gotta have those relationships. I mean, not if it's just for the legislative liaison, it's for work, it's for your sanity. It, that's what, I think that's what keeps you humble and keeps you focused is knowing that there's somebody beside you fighting the same fight trying to help 
improve patient care and just improve the medical community for everyone. Because we got to fight for our physicians, for our patients, and even our insurance companies. We all have to work together to get this community the best care that we can give them. All right. Well, Misty, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the MGMA Insights podcast, for sharing your story, sharing these insights into the role of a legislative liaison, and hope you uh, stay warm there in uh, Chattanooga and beautiful Smoky Mountains around you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. well, you know, I I was going to say this joke whenever um, I, I stepped up to get my award. I was supposed to say, tell everybody to put their Google translators on Southern. And that they can understand my accent. <laughs> and yes, it is a deep Southern Georgia accent. <laughs> Absolutely. Mine is, has, has uh, gone away a bit over the years. I left the South about 25 years ago, but it's still, most people can still pick it up a little bit here and there. So uh, yeah, don't ever lose it. And I love that joke. Uh, so thanks again for sharing that with us and just for joining us here today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Insights. Thanks to our guest, Misty Hickman, Chief Informatics Officer of Galen Medical. Misty is this year's recipient of the MGMA Legislative Liaison of the Year Award. Congratulations, Misty. We also want to thank Zoll Data Systems and Veridime for sponsoring this week's show. The Zoll AR Boost Solution Suite increases revenue from payers and patients in compliance with the No Surprises Act. Visit zolldatacom ARBoost to learn how you can ensure no payments are left on the table. Are you looking to strengthen your medical practice by boosting practice profitability? and streamlining communications with payers and patients, Veridime PayerPath is an end-to-end revenue cycle management suite of solutions that interface seamlessly with all major PM systems. A truly innovative claims management platform, PayerPath delivers higher than a 98% first-pass clean claims rate and reaches a network of over 3,100 payers. To learn more, go to veradime.com. If you like the show, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcast. And to access all of our podcasts, go to mgma.com slash listen. And if you want to add to the conversation, or if you have experts you want us to interview, email us at podcast at mgma.com or you can find me on Twitter at MGMA Daniel. Stay safe and thanks for listening. Hi, this is Declan McGee, one of the producers for the MGMA Insights podcast. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership. Thanks.